This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Here we go, Hour 3 on a great day for talk radio. Yep, we're back into it, the working week, as well as, of course, school. And uh, we don't know how long that's going to happen. But listen, I mean, uh, we're just taking everything as a blessing. You look at, man, the havoc that's been wrought by this Hurricane Dorian down there in the Bahamas, which, by the way, would pale in comparison to an Ontario classroom if these Ford cutbacks are manifest in ways that, uh, well, it'll be unclean, unhealthy. They'll have to call public health. If you don't believe me, I mean, uh, there was a, a press conference, I guess it was being held by a QP rep outside of a Peterborough area school. Uh, Nora Shaughnessy was talking about unclean classrooms, and she's highlighting some of the clawbacks. We use two vacuum carpeted areas, like kindergarten classrooms, every day. Now we are told we can only vacuum them once a week. We can mop up drink spills, but if there's no spills, we're not supposed to mop. We used to clean all touch points daily. Light switches, door handles, handrails, countertops, no more. The horror, the horror. Oh, the humanity. Think about that. It's going to be a Petri dish in an Ontario classroom if we're to listen to Nora Shaughnessy. By the way, uh, she talks about some of the changes being made to the classrooms. We used to wash the walls under the hand dryers and soap dispensers every day. No more. We used to sanitize around mirrors in the bathroom every day. No more. We used to wash school gym floors every single night. Now they'll get washed once a week. Once a week? Wow. Uh, you almost got to do it uh, in perpetuity because there were all kinds of little greasy kids, you know, touching these things. Unless you're bathing them in Purell, I don't see how you're going to really uh, be able to address this in any coherent way. But uh, that's neither here nor there. We know that the season's upon us where the contracts have lapsed. you got the five big unions now who are angling towards the government uh, because, well, it's about trying to win over hearts and minds in the court of public opinion and through the media. But on the matter of where we're going here with a potential for strikes, rotating strikes, could be job action, whatever, uh, and the situation as we'll find ourselves in in the days ahead as far as schooling is concerned, Stephen Lecce has joined us on the line. He's a Minister of Education here in the province. Minister, good to have you back on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Thank you, John. How you doing? I'm okay. Uh, it's you I'm concerned about. You've got a plate full of uh, all kinds of concerns, not least of which if we're to listen to Mrs. Shaughnessy here, uh, classrooms are going to be just filthy Petri dishes because of cutbacks in terms of uh, the custodial file. What do you say? Uh, look, I don't find it particularly constructive when we were told throughout the summer that, you know, a sky was falling narrative that just didn't transpire. I, I don't think that is a constructive form of reaching an agreement. I don't think in, in, in you know, providing an anxiety to parents is a way to go. I think the fact of the matter is when, it's hot, when, you, come, when you look at the operating allocation for schools, we've actually increased it by $20 million. I, I, I noted that, that the individual didn't mention that. Uh, that's $20 million up from the previous government under the height of spending. And we do that to ensure that schools live up to robust health and safety. Any suggestion otherwise is just, you know, it, it's, it, it isn't helpful, John. And look, my focus really is on ensuring that we're investing in schools 
to ensure that the kids and the teachers themselves have safe, supportive, and modern learning environments. It's why I announced a $550 million per year campaign investment to renew schools and build new schools because of the derelict status of schools in the province we inherited under the former government. I mean, you know, where I think we need to focus more on our facts, it is this government and the premier who's increased spending in education more than any premier in the history of the nation. And no union could could disagree with that premise. It is a matter of fact in special education, in French language, uh, in transportation. We've, done, we've, we've, we've increased the high spending. So I think facts need to really permeate in the discourse. I think when they do, parents will make the right judgments. The we, this government, that myself as the minister is standing with them every step of the way to get a deal. Because I believe our kids should be in the classroom today and into the future learning. That's what they deserve. It's what the minister, what my ministry is committed to. And we're going to do everything we can to ensure that. Based on the previous uh, notice that uh, there was going to be an increase in class size, boards adjusted accordingly, and now they were caught short when you had retracted to the 22.5 in the secondary grades on average class size. He said they were caught short. How did we address that? Well, I mean, I, with respect, my predecessor, John, you know, she announced a plan to have uh, classroom sizes at 22 plus attrition because we created attrition protection, which ensures the teachers remain in the classroom. So we've we've communicated it rather transparently. We're moving to 22 plus attrition in this year, which is 22.5, effectively the same as last year. We telegraphed that for months. I reconfirmed that with greater specificity some weeks ago. Uh, the provincial average in this province, you know, is targeting at 22 plus attrition. So you know, uh, every board will make determinations on classroom composition and sizes. But at the end of the day, we are. Uh, ensuring that the system is designed for 22-plus attrition. We're effectively maintaining classroom sizes the same as last year. But we're doing that while putting new monies on the table in areas that matter. And not every solution to the Ministry of Education, because for every year we increased funding, and yet students year over year had regressive math scores. So it's not that every solution requires more funding, although we are increasing investment across the board. We also believe that a major impetus to drive better outcomes is a curriculum that for the first time in a long time actually is reflective and relevant to the labor market priorities of the economy. We're teaching kids about subjects that don't exist, competencies that aren't relevant in today's labor market. We don't put enough emphasis on AI, on automotive intelligence. We don't talk about STEM nearly as much, uh, even the skilled trades where we have chronic shortages today, which will be exacerbated by the baby boomers exiting the labor market. So we're doing a lot of things, both monetary and non-monetary, that are really improving the student experience, particularly for kids in mathematics. We look for 10 years under the former liberal government. I mean, with respect, and not to be particularly partisan, but the facts speak for themselves, they introduced a fail approach of learning called discovery math, which every single year thereafter has seen systematic declines. So we have gone back to basics. We've put financial literacy as a core competency. We've mandated it in the grade 10 curriculum. We're doing a lot of good when it comes to improving the skills of our young people, really because we want them to get good jobs at the end of their learning journey. Just to back up, uh, on the matter of class size, the average was also including uh, guidance counselors who don't actually have classes per se, but what that does then is skew the numbers. So while you might have an average, uh, they don't have a class, so it then spills over into somebody else who does have to teach, and that's where the numbers get inflated. Uh, Any idea if that's correct or not? 
you know, look, I mean, the averages are, are largely predicated on, and, and as you can appreciate, every board will have differentiating numbers. They're an average across the province. Some courses will be a bit higher to make up for some classes within their schools that have to be, by design, smaller. For example, shop class or, you know, certain classes that just have to be smaller be because of safety regulations or otherwise. I mean, um, the, the bottom line is for the government and for parents at home, as we've effectively maintained classroom sizes at 22 plus attrition for this year, I communicated that. Boards know that. I think the other aspect that's relevant is that the expenditure, the amount of money we're putting into helping your child reach their potential is up, including in boards in Toronto and across the province where we've seen net increases of monies flowing to our matter, special ed funding, uh, French language funding, transportation uh, as well as in four-year math strategy, which in itself is a fairly, you know, new approach to learning, not a one-off, you know, uh, patchwork approach of just throwing money at the problem. We actually have a cogent approach long-term based on evidence that's going to help get our kids' scores up. And so we think between all of those reforms in curriculum, through technology, through a focus on STEM, and obviously with the uh, attrition protection of keeping our teachers in the classroom, we think that kids will have a better positive experience this year and beyond. Minister Lecce is with us on this matter of education. So uh, do we have, uh, what do you anticipate insofar as going forward with the unions, the five major unions that are now uh, in negotiations, I guess, or they're talking amongst themselves with uh, respect to any type of job action, which will come forward in about two weeks or, or, or thereabouts? What do you anticipate? Yeah, I mean, look, I, you know, I've, I've really kept a constructive tone, and I'm trying to work across the board with them in good faith, because at the end of the day, my singular mission is to get a deal for our kids. Our, the children of our province deserve a deal. You know, the cyclical cycle of anxiety parents have to have every three, four years of a potential strike. You know, I, I, I just I share the concern many parents have. They just want to keep our children in the classroom, and that's my, you know, focus. It's what is what is literally getting me up in the morning is to ensure that our children remain learning in a positive experience in a positive classroom. So, you know, I think it is very possible to get a deal. I'm certainly focused on achieving that mandate. I've called on all parties and we have expedited negotiations on our end to achieve that. But at the end of the day, John, you know, it it takes, uh, you know, two to tango. It requires that spirit be matched across the board. And all I can tell you is how I'm going to govern myself is to stay positive and constructive and mission-oriented because families deserve predictability. And in the absence of that, I think we create an angst that we should be avoiding. So I'll be working hard to get that deal. Uh, And I've been open to innovative ideas to bring down classroom sizes further within our fiscal authorities. I've been flexible, I've been listening, and I've been a champion of the interests of families and parents who want to see their children both stay in the class, but also get the skills that are relevant in today's modern economy. And I'm going to keep doing that. All right. And you're confident that the unions will be bargaining in good faith likewise? You know, look, I think that it has been a professional discussion at the table. That's where that discussion is going to have to stay. Um, But I see our union partners as partners in education, and I want to see a deal. And all I can tell you, John, is that I will not be deterred from my mission of getting that deal. We, we really do see an opportunity to transform education uh, as a vehicle to help young people get jobs and ultimately go through the dignity of life, including owning a home and uh, going through the aspirations of life that I think a lot of young people today increasingly feel are uh, too aspirational and out of reach for them. And I want to change that uh, advantage point. Minister Lechik, does it make sense that the contracts lapse on August 31? Could you change that? Uh, You know, you're not the first to tell me that, John. I mean, uh, I think there's some history that predates my time in the ministry. Uh, The the long 60 days I've been doing this job, but, 
you know, there there is some history there. I think, you know, I'm always open to looking at ways to strengthen uh, the contract overall. But I look at the end of the day, the issue is less so the date. It's more so getting a deal. Uh, you know, I, obviously, I, I hear your concern, but I think my preoccupation is not, you know, changing the date at this point. It's just simply making sure that we provide predictability for parents, because I think a lot of them have this angst. And I think a lot of them want to see, uh, you know, a mission critical approach by all parties. And when I hear some unions, quote, preparing for battle, uh, whereas like the minister that I was in my ministry and my staff and my team, and I think many educators were preparing for class. I just think it seems like an unusual priority. I mean, for me, let's, let's put it on the kids. Let's not prepare for battle. Let's prepare for teaching and learning and inspiring our children to reach their potential. That's where we ought to emphasize our energies, and I'm going to keep doing that. All right. Uh, it's great to talk, and I'm sure we'll talk again, uh, hopefully stay in touch over the uh, certainly the course in the next uh, few weeks ahead. Uh, Absolutely. Look forward to it. Thanks so much for your time, Minister. Okay. Thank you, sir. Yep. Stephen Lecce is the Ontario Education Minister. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.